Express FM. Supported by Highbury College. We are passionately pumping. Begins, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. A return to winning ways for Pompey last time out. Now nine without defeat in League One. Portsmouth return to winning ways after their midweek draw with Sheffield Wednesday. They have beaten Morecambe by two goals to nil at Fratton Park. But the Blues won't have the chance to make it ten league matches unbeaten just yet. Tomorrow's game at Wimbledon has this afternoon been called off due to a number of positive COVID cases within the Pompey team. Danny Cowley has given his response to the implementation of some new EFL guidelines guidelines to prevent further spread of coronavirus at the football club. First and foremost, it's for everybody's safety, the players and staff, and also any, anybody that we come into contact with. So we're very respectful of the virus and we're making sure that we make our bubble as, as safe and secure as we possibly can. Later tonight, we'll also be turning our focus onto the Pompey women who were dealt another blow on Wednesday night. Laid back off, fired in towards goal. Fantastic save, Horton, but spilled back to the Saints and bundled over the line. Saints strike first in the South Coast derby here at Fratton Park. And really, it came from absolutely nowhere. Saints won, Pompey nil. That's now back-to-back South Coast derby defeats for Jay Sadler's side in the space of just three days. Stick with us here on Express FM for another 60 minutes of football discussion here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and a welcome to tonight's instalment of the Football Hour, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. For more information on the services they provide, head to stagecoachbus.com. As always here on the show, we're relying on you back home to get in touch with whatever you've got on your chest. Unfortunately, with tomorrow's match between Wimbledon and Pompey called off as a result of positive COVID cases within the Blues squad, we're asking a few different questions this evening. Would the EFL benefit from putting all league and cup competitions on hold until the new year in order to get through winter and ensure all teams remain on a level playing field in terms of games played? Will Pompey benefit from having a bit of time off? Or has this come at a bad time for the Blues, having gone the last nine league matches unbeaten? And with tomorrow's game off, what will you be doing instead? Are you planning on going to any other games, relaxing at home and having a chilled weekend off? Or, like myself, do you have some last-minute Christmas shopping and wrapping to do? 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email Pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Well, it's a shame to say there are no more league fixtures until Boxing Day at the earliest, with Tuesday's EFL trophy tie at Exeter also now in doubt with players likely to be in isolation. With that in mind, let's take a few moments to revisit what could potentially prove to be Pompey's final game of 2021. Here are the highlights of last Saturday when Morecambe came to town. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Right, we are pretty much ready to get underway. Portsmouth are in usual home colours, going from left to right in the first half towards the Milton end. Morecambe, the change strip for them, all black. And they are going towards the Fratton air. Turns it round the corner as he steps over it. Romeo trying to get it round the back. That's lovely from Pompey. Romeo's cross looking for the far post for Hurst. Important defensive header from Wooten. And Hackett's going to pick it up on the left wing. But warm applause for that lovely move. Hackett trying to deliver the ball into the box. Trying to drive past McLaughlin. He's got away from him. To Curtis. Curtis to shoot. High and wide. Nil-nil. This is nice from Pompey. And Curtis is trying to put Hurst in, in behind. And it's a chance for George Hurst. Brown the goalkeeper. The angle's tight. Still there. Hurst. Cleared off the line and in! Surely! How's that not gone in? It is now! Harness has got the finish!
different defending, not enough. And Marcus Harness has reached double figures for Portsmouth. They have the lead inside 11 minutes. Pompey one, Morecambe nil. Hackett is going to step up, hit it round the wall and saved by Leatheran, who again fumbles it, but no one can get to the follow-up. Deep towards the far post. And it's not it down, it is! And there is that headed goal. Connor Ogilvy's first for the club. In front of the Bratton end. And Portsmouth move into a commanding position. Pompey two, Morecambe nil. Portsmouth. Return to winning ways after their midweek draw with Sheffield Wednesday. They have beaten Morecambe by two goals to nil at Bratton Park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there of last time out as Pompey defeated Morecambe by two goals to nil at Fratton Park to make it nine league matches unbeaten. And uh, joining me this evening to talk about that and to... Well, we were going to preview tomorrow's league fixture at AFC Wimbledon, but now we can't. Unfortunately, as you already heard, that game is off due to COVID-19 cases within the squad. But joining me nonetheless this evening, I'm delighted to say Sam Macy in the studio tonight. Sam, great to have you on the show, my friend. It's good to be here, Jake, as always. Thank you for having me. And over the phone this evening, Mark McGee. Mark, likewise, pal, great to have you on. Cheers, Jake. So, look, let's get it started, Sam, and we'll start off by talking about last Saturday. 2-0 win over Morecambe, nine games undefeated uh, in League One now for Pompey. Quite the turnaround. Yeah, definitely. I think even the performances have been excellent recently. I think I saw a stat the other day. It was we've, we've got the best press in the whole of the, the EFL, and, and that's sort of come to fruition. I think we're pressing high up. We're getting bodies forward. And I think since George Hurst has come into the side, he's been a bit of a revelation and things are looking up. Um, possibly not the worst thing in the world, having a week off this week. Um, get all them players full, back fully fit, potentially even Clark Robertson coming back when we next play. So, yeah, things are looking up um, as a Pompey fan. Yeah, things are looking up indeed, Mark. However, uh, a chance denied this weekend to make it 10 unbeaten. Tomorrow's game at Wimbledon called off due to a number of positive cases within the Pompey squad. And if we're you know, following isolation rules, Mark, you expect them to be in isolation past Tuesday's EFL trophy visit to Exeter, potentially even Boxing Day 2. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I'm not an expert, Jake, but I think, you know, the cut off uh, sort of your 10 day isolation and being available for Boxing Day probably was today. So if any of the lads have caught it and sounds like a few of them have, then uh, yeah, we're going to have a problem come Boxing Day, aren't we? Certainly we will. Uh, Sam, you mentioned briefly there, is this a good time to come around for Pompey? We saw it last year in 2020 when, of course, the Blues had to go two or three weeks into mid-January until playing their next fixture. At the time, we were top of League One and um, uh, yeah, came back into January with an FA Cup tie at Bristol City. You were talking about injuries and, and, and players out with illness away from COVID. Has this come at the right time or was this a great opportunity for Danny Cowley to build upon the recent form? Um, I think the short-term answer is yes. The long-term answer is no. I think short-term, it's an opportunity for us to, the players who are fully fit um, and don't have COVID, um, to get them out on the grass. Danny Cowley can work on tactics. I don't think time on the training ground is something which is uh, is something to be scoffed at at this stage of the season. It's always good to um, get players in and, and sort of work on tactics. But I think looking at looking at sort of a long-term thing for Pompey, then it probably might be an issue. I think if you're going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, there's no real time to rest and recover. And especially with a thin squad we've got, it's going to be difficult for the boys to sort of recover. And if you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, injuries are going to come. And long-term, if we're going to be playing a lot more football in the new year, then I I, I have worries for the, for the squad size. Hopefully we get a few more bodies in, in January. But short-term is a good thing. Long-term, probably not such a good thing. I'm going to read out the statement that was put out by Portsmouth Football Club uh, earlier this afternoon. The EFL have confirmed that Pompey's League One match at AFC Wimbledon on Saturday has been postponed. Fans who have brought tickets for the fixture should note they will remain valid for the rearranged date. EFL statement says uh, Portsmouth's League One fixture versus AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, December 18th, has been postponed. Pompey informed the EFL that it would be unable to fulfil the fixture at the Cherry Red Record Stadium due to a number of positive COVID-19 cases 
cases in their squad. In light of the increased transmission rate of the Omicron variant, the EFL will now review the circumstances surrounding the postponement. In addition, it will assist affected clubs throughout this challenging period to help them mitigate against the risk of infection amongst players and staff, while ensuring their obligations to the EFL regulations are maintained. A rearranged date for this fixture will be confirmed in due course. And look, it's not the only game this weekend, Mark, that has been, uh, well, that has fallen foul to COVID-19. Over half of the matches across the Championship, League One and League Two, have been postponed due to uh, an incredible surge in cases up and down the country. Now, my question posed on social media at the start of the day and, and, and throughout the kind of start of tonight's show, with so many cases, with the rate of infection increasing across the country, you know, outside of football as well, would it be sensible to just put a pause on English football for a, a short period, give it two or three weeks, have a restart in January and go again? Or do you think we should just carry on, play games if and when we can? Where, where do you stand on that? I think, to be honest, um, I was I was surprised that our game was going ahead, and I thought, you know, it was only a matter of time before I was going to be reading something like that about the post moment. But if I was going to put my sensible hat on, which I think a lot of us will, especially when on the run up to Christmas, a lot of us want to see our family, don't we? So I think it's probably a sensible idea and option to have a circuit break or at least have these postponements. And I think, you know, uh, I've heard a lot of different opinions. I've heard opinions from players. I think players want to. You know, uh, carry on with the fixtures and just push through because they don't want a big fixture pile up. Because you know we have some teams playing and some teams uh, not playing. That's going to get uh, to a point where there's going to be a lot of games in hand and it's going to sort of suck the competitiveness out of the league in the new year. So, I think for a lot of reasons it'd be sensible right now to have a sort of circuit breaker if you like and have a bit of a rest. Um, it definitely feels like that would be the sensible option. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but. The, can't see past us really having a sensible break. I think it's the the best option for us at the moment. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you're going to put a put a pin in it, I think it's it's it's, it's probably wise to do so now. I think first and foremost, you've got to think about people's health and sort of it's not even just the eleven players on the pitch. I think you've got to look at fans as well. They're going to be travelling from Portsmouth to Fratton Park to away games, and you've got to think about those. Well, tomorrow will be those fifteen hundred fans who are coming coming to make the journey and I think if you've got people people sort of coming to watch and that's sort of a, a big crowd then I think you've you've just got to put put your sensible hat on and use use common sense and logic Fair enough uh, Some text tweets and emails coming in as well Do get involved at ExpressFM on Twitter Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live Email Pompey at ExpressFM.com or you can uh, text your name and message starting with the word Express to 81 400. Um, Mark, in, in terms of where Pompey go from here, currently eighth in the League One table, a chance to maybe put some pressure on the top six and maybe even climb into the playoff positions at Wimbledon tomorrow. It was a great opportunity, um, of course, before uh, the postponement. Where does Pompey go from here? How does Danny Cowley go about picking up his squad and ensuring that they don't kind of stop where we are now and continue the momentum when we do restart whether that's Boxing Day, whether that's on the 29th against Plymouth or whether that's at the start of 2022. How does Danny Cowley go about managing that kind of mentality side of it? I think to be honest you've got to take the positives out of these situations and I think you know the players, a lot of the players are due a rest, you know, as you know, it's no secret that our squad is a bit thin at the moment especially uh, in, in the midfield area so the positives that you can take from the situation are, are quite obvious for me which you know, is basically we're going to get some extra time to not get too far behind in the table because you know a lot of fixtures are going to be postponed, and you know that is going to work in our benefit because in our in our sort of you know um, squad at the moment we've got a lot of injuries and that will give our team a, a chance to you know get back to a sensible level and get our strength and depth back and you know we've got a lot of players missing at the moment so when the fixtures do come in and they come thick again. Uh, we're in a stronger position, we've got some strength and depth and we're ready to hit the ground running, I think. Uh, Sam, Pompey, let's go back to Saturday against Morecambe, a 2-0 victory. Was it comfortable in your position? Did you see signs that this team is slowly growing, slowly starting to gel? I know January is going to be big for Danny Cowley in terms of you know, numbers that he's going to bring into the side, names that he's going to bring into the side to you know, kind of get them over the line and ensure that we are a promotion-pushing team. Are we the final product just yet? Um, 
Uh, I don't think so. I think, to be honest, I think we played better against Sheffield Wednesday than we did against Morecambe. I think we didn't really get out of second or third gear when we, um, when, well, on Saturday. Um, Bazzuni was a bit of a, spect- a bit of a spectator for for the majority of the game. I think he made a really good save from Adam Phillips in sort of like the last twenty minutes. Um, but I think, yeah, we, we we managed to keep Cole Stocks in quiet. I think defensively we've been excellent. I think it's something like nine halves of football now we've not conceded in. So. It's, it's really good to see from a defensive standpoint, especially with, with one fits recognised centre-half. I think that's the most impressive thing for me. I think a few more recruits in January. Obviously, we've been linked to Nesta Guinness-Walker this week from, from AFC Wimbledon. would have been good to see what he was like on Saturday, but obviously that's that's not a, a possibility now. So, yeah, re- new recruits in January, and, and who knows where the season's going to take us. Uh, an EFL statement as well this evening, aside from the uh, the Pompey statement posted earlier this afternoon confirming uh, the uh, victim of tomorrow's game, Pompey against AFC Wimbledon, called off due to the COVID-19 cases. EFL have uh, today put out in total 23 games have been postponed for this weekend's rounds of EFL fixtures due to rising COVID-19 cases at clubs with rearranged, uh, rearrangements to be confirmed in due course. Throughout the pandemic, supporting the health and safety of players staff and supporters has been the EFL's primary priority and supporting the well-being of the country with the rise of the Omicron variant is vital. To help protect players, yesterday the EFL moved to implement a regime of enhanced training ground protocols and increased testing alongside encouraging all eligible players and staff to get fully vaccinated and a booster jab to help protect colleagues and minimise the risk of fixtures being postponed. Uh, More details can be accessed via their website EFL.com uh, and uh, they've posted the uh, f- postponed fixtures for the weekend but since they've posted that, that statement a few more have also uh, been called off Sam, we're talking about the postponements this weekend but also the the guidelines that the EFL uh, have put in uh, now with, with the government to ensure that training is a safer place we'll hear from Danny Cowley in the next part of the show but a lot more stricter measures have been put in place to ensure that we we don't reach the stage again and to ensure that football doesn't get called off for a, a lot longer than it, it might do. Yeah, I think it might be, like you said, a circuit breaker for a couple of weeks and there might be not be any football, but I think everyone wants football to carry on as as, as readily and available as it, as it can be. I think if, if we don't get it over Christmas, then so be it. But as long as we, we manage to to get over this sort of this bump in the road and have have all the players fully fit for the rest of the season even if that means sort of training in small groups sort of face masks at the training ground lateral flow tests every day i think i think it's it's a good price to pay to have football and, and complete the season we don't want a repeat of what happened sort of two seasons ago um with the points per game scenario i think we've just got to push through it everyone's got to push together and, and do their bit and hopefully we should have football back in no time yeah. Okay, we'll be back with Mark and we'll be back with Sam in the next part of the show. And when we do return, we'll hear the thoughts of Blues boss Danny Cowley. We haven't been able to plan like we would like to. And when planning is a key part of your process, that can be quite debilitating. And we have had to be quite adaptable and pragmatic in, in recent weeks. And like we've been saying, find the solutions rather than the excuses. So I think we are well prepared in that respect. And yeah, we're ready to roll with the punches, as it were. So join the three of us again for the continuation of tonight's show. You're listening to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store, when you can plan, book and even track your next journey across the South Coast and through Hampshire as well. You join us this evening, I'm joined alongside Sam Macy and Mark McGee, where we were scheduled to be previewing Pompey's uh, trip to Plough Lane this weekend in match day number 23 of this League One season. Unfortunately, that match has been postponed due to a number of cases, positive COVID-19 cases, within the Pompey squad. And uh, that game is not the only match this weekend that has been called off due to the same situation. Unfortunately, plenty others up and down the country have also fallen victim uh, to COVID-19 cases, including four in the Premier League. Man United against Brighton called off Southampton versus Brentford, Watford against Crystal Palace and West Ham at home to Norwich City all called off this 
this weekend in the Championship. Cardiff against Derby, Coventry versus Stoke, Millwall v Preston, QPR versus Swansea and Reading against Luton all called off. In League One, Wimbledon versus Pompey, of course. Bolton at home to Wickham, not going ahead. Neither is Burton against MK Dons. Gillingham v Crewe. Lincoln at home to Doncaster. That's also uh, been postponed, as has Sheffield Wednesday against Accrington Stanley. And in League Two, only four matches being played out of the 12. Carlisle against Bradford, off. Colchester Hartlepool, off. As is Crawley versus Oldham. Forest Green versus Mansfield. Northampton versus Barrow. Port Vale v Exeter. Scunthorpe versus Bristol Rovers and Swindon against Walsall. Let's take a look at some of the games that are being played in League One this weekend as it stands. Cambridge United at home to Rotherham is going ahead as is Ipswich against Sunderland expecting a full capacity at Portman Road this weekend. Morecambe against Fleetwood going ahead as is Oxford United against Wigan, Plymouth against Charlton and Shrewsbury at home to Cheltenham Town. Some big fixtures, Sam, especially in, involving teams around Pompey. So certainly not ideal from that perspective that Pompey will be missing out on any points this weekend. Whilst their promotion rivals, they're up for grabs. Yeah, that's it. I think it's it's never good when your rivals play, but I think it's always nice to have games in hand, but you'd rather have points on the board. I think that's something which, which is very easy to overlook as a football fan, especially when you're at the top end of a table. Um, I think everyone would rather be playing than not playing. Um, I just hope that some of the teams sort of who are playing the teams in and around us do us a bit of a favour. I think, but then that'll probably be even more frustrating because it's almost like, oh, here's what you could have won. But yeah, it is what it is. I think it's like I said earlier on. It's just sort of about making sure that everyone's fully healthy going into um, the new year. Yeah, uh, Mark, talking about the, the League One fixtures that are going ahead this weekend, of course we talk about Pompey, currently 8th in the table, Sheffield Wednesday, they're playing uh, tomorrow as things stand, MK Dons, they're not, they're one place below the Blues uh, and one point behind Pompey as well, with the game in hand already. Um, Oxford United up in 5th, a team that Pompey are currently chasing, they are as things stand at home to Wigan Athletic, which would probably be uh, one of the most interesting games to keep an eye out this weekend, Oxford against Wigan. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you know it's always a shame when your you know, competitors are playing and, and we're not. I mean, we've, we've had it before in the past, haven't we? And, you know, I think, I honestly do think we're in a strong position. I think that the, as I say, it's going to be a great benefit to us to get the players back up fit and get a full squad uh, up and running. Um, and, and you're right, the Oxford versus Wigan game would be a great one for the neutral. But, you know, I, I still think we're quite comfortable. I still think we've we've got a great chance. I don't think the heads are going to drop too much. I think the confidence is so high in the squad right now. Um, and, you know, I don't think this little blip will have much of an effect on us. I think we're still going to push, you know, that we're not very far off the top. And I, and I feel I feel like other teams can, you know, I think it's, the pressure is on those other teams that are playing to take advantage of it, isn't it? At the end of the day, they're going to be feeling that pressure. They're going to be, they're going to be thinking to themselves, this is our chance to push up the table while the other teams aren't playing. But that that is a lot of pressure on those sides. Definitely. Uh... Pompey will inevitably have games in hand, assuming these games that are currently on tomorrow do go ahead, Sam. Points on the board, games in hand, it, it, it is that dilemma, as Mark says there. If the teams do slip up tomorrow in and around Pompey's kind of position in League One, like the likes of Oxford and, and Sheffield Wednesday and, and whatnot, Pompey do have those games in hand where we are essentially in, in, in pole position to chase them and regain those points. So there are pros, there are cons. Hopefully this will work in Pompey's favour. There's no way of telling at this stage, though. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's it's very difficult when, I think like Mark said, there's there's going to be pressure on the teams tomorrow to perform, to to sort of get that sort of cushion between the, between themselves and the chasing pack. Um yeah, I say there's, there are, there are a few a few sort of standout ties. I think that Ipswich Sunderland game is also going to be a really big game for for both those sides. I think both aren't on amazing form at the moment either. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Obviously Ipswich with the new manager, but yeah, it's 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 sort of I don't I don't think there's there's a positive outcome either side. I think we're going to have the pressure when we have the games in hand to put the points on the board. Likewise, the teams who are playing tomorrow are going to have pressure to put them to put a bit of a gap between themselves and us. Yeah, um, let's take a look at some of the text weeks and emails now then. Cam Williams on Twitter has asked us a question. How likely, 1 to 10, are we going to retain the following players in January? Miguel Aziz, 
Marlon Romeo, Gassan Ahadmi and Gavin Bazunu. Well, uh, Cam, in response to the final one there, Gavin Bazunu, I am aware that Man City are unable to recall Gavin Bazunu unless they are in a, a real goalkeeping crisis, um, which is unlikely, possible, but unlikely. Um, we're hearing there is a, a clause in that loan contract where they are not allowed to recall Gavin Bazunu unless they really, really do have to. Um, so Pompey, uh, as, as things stand, will be keeping Gavin Bazunu until the end of the season. I can't see why Pep Guardiola or anyone at Manchester City uh, will want to change that due to his progression this season. So I think that's uh, Gavin Bazunu answered for you there. Miguel Aziz, Marlon Romeo, Gassan Hadmi, those are three other questions. Mark, we'll come to you first. We'll start with Miguel Aziz. If you're, if you're Mikel Arteta, you're looking at the progression and the, the you know, potential of Miguel Aziz, who has been tipped at the Emirates to become you know, the next best, next best thing, potentially following in the footsteps of the likes of Emil, Emil Smith-Rowe and Bakuyo Saka. Would you say that Arsenal would be pleased with his development at Fratton Park so far, especially when you take into consideration in recent weeks he has started to find himself in the starting eleven on a regular basis? To be honest, I think I think he's he's recently he's had more of an opportunity, hasn't he? And I think at the start of the season when he was chucked in there at the deep end and we weren't in our best form, we were expecting an eighteen year old lad who, who hasn't really played about the ball to, you know, get into that midfield and marshal it like a pro. So I think we were all a bit quite harsh on him. But saying that, you know, when he did get possession of the ball, he used to try and spray these fifty yard passes and they never used to come off. But I've noticed recently, you know, he's he's obviously building his confidence now. I mean, especially against Morecambe. I mean he got an assist. Um and uh, you know, and I think you know he's 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 got a few goals and assists now on the board, and I can see he's starting to grow into that role a little bit better. Um, so I think you know this 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 sort of breaks coming at a bad time for him because I think you know when the other lads are fit, he's going to struggle to get back in that team. But I have been quite impressed with him in the last last game or two. I think he's really starting to kick on, and that probably is down to confidence and as I say, like educating himself to play without the ball. And I think Danny Cowley's probably the right manager to to help him learn with that. Yeah. Uh, so we spoke about Miguel Aziz, Marlon Romeo, Sam, undoubtedly one of the signings of the summer for Danny Cowley. Again, if, if you're Millwall, you, you're watching how he's progressed this season. Is there worry from a Pompey perspective that Millwall are going to recall him? I, I know he's not been favoured at the Den uh, in, in recent seasons, so that might fall into Pompey's favour in terms of keeping him for the remainder of the season. But that is one to worry about, especially when you, you throw it back to the likes of Ben Thompson, never fall in love with a lone player. Marlon Romeo has got the, the potential and the scope to be one of those lone players who we do end up uh, missing due to recall, if, if, if possible. I don't think he's going to be going back to Millwall. I think, from all accounts, he's played his last game for Millwall. His, his contract's up in the summer, and I think Danny Cowley's already spoken about the possibility of signing him on a permanent. I think that's going to be a tough one to do just due to the wage which he's on, but Romeo's been absolutely excellent. I think if you look at how, how well Kieran Freeman started the season and he's completely shut him out of, of that right-back position, it's just testament to how good Marlon Romeo's been this season. He's got a, a brilliant understanding with the, with the forward players, especially Marcus Harness, who sort of drifts out on that right-hand side quite a lot as well. Um, yeah, as, as you say, something about Pompey and, and Millwall loan players is every time we seem to have one, we seem to fall in love with them. Hopefully we're not in the same position as we are with what we have been with Ben Thompson, where we're linked with him every single transfer window, <laughs> and it's sort, of, it's sort of just a recurring theme. But it would be really, really good to see him sort of sign permanently in the summer. But... As in regards to him sort of going back in, in January to Millwall, I, I really can't see that happening. I think we've got Romeo at least until the end of the season. Would be a great signing next summer, wouldn't it, Mark? Whether Pompey are in League One or, or indeed the Championship, Marlon Romeo would be an incredible coup for Danny Cowley's side. As Sam mentioned there, falling out of favour at Millwall really set the world alight here at Fratton Park and you know, turned out to be one of the you know, fans' favourites this season. Would be an incredible signing if Danny Cowley can keep him beyond next season, especially... If his contract is out up in the summer, a free transfer, incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like you say, um, 
I think when you say, you know, you've got to be careful not to fall in love with a lone player. I think, uh, oh, mate, I, I'm falling head over heels with him, mate, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, t- I took a friend to Fratton Park recently, and, um, you know, I think he's one of those players that you, you mentioned to, you know, casual fans who don't obviously watch a lot of League One. You know, I, I was saying, you know, look at this right back. He's, he's championship quality, and, of course, I'd love to have him on a free uh, 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 at the end of the season. And I don't know what it is about Mill as well, but they, they just seem to love dangling that carrot in front of us, don't they? When they give mm-hmm. us a, when they give us a lone player, they, they always seem to be <laughs> given their all and, and, and they've been outstanding haven't they so I mean yeah I, I think any fan would join me in saying they'd love to have him uh, as a permanent player yeah so with this weekend's game off Sam it's, it's a free weekend for Pompey fans uh, what are you going to be doing because it's, it's going to be boring it's, Saturdays aren't the same without football I've got football tomorrow and I'm afternoon myself so I'll actually be <laughs> getting on the pitch as opposed to, to watching from the stand so that'll be an interesting one just hopefully the weather holds yeah, hopefully so. Mark, have you got any got any any plans this weekend uh, w- without Pompey in your life? Have, have you got any last minute Christmas shopping to do? I've got plenty to do. Normally, I'm quite prepared at this stage, but I need a. I, I think I need the day to catch up on on wrapping the presents myself. What have you got planned? Well, I, I did have a uh, corporate day out booked for the Wimbledon game with, uh, with about oh. 15 other lads, which sounds, you know, very COVID-inducing, doesn't it? So I'm, it's probably a, a, a good thing that I'm not going. But, um, yeah, plenty of Christmas shopping, you know, Jake. So um, I, I normally leave it till Christmas Eve, though, so I might give myself a few more days. Fair enough, then. Uh, now we're going to hear the thoughts of Danny Carley. He spoke to Ollie Marsh at the training ground yesterday via Zoom call due to the new uh, EFL guidelines that have been put in place uh, with red zone areas uh, up and down the country at EFL training grounds and stadiums too, of course. He caught up with Ollie Marsh to preview uh, tomorrow's game at Plough Lane. Well, Danny, there's been a lot of talk about COVID and new restrictions being introduced. How's that affected you at Pompey? Yes, it has. Obviously, it's it's it's. I don't think it's ever come out of the news. Um, it's certainly very prevalent at the moment. It scares us all how quickly this virus can can just accelerate. And and because of the new variants, we, we've obviously, um, as a football club, continued to follow government guidelines and EFL rules. The EFL rules have stated that we now go into what's called red protocol, which basically means that we go back to the the life that we were living maybe last season. Um, so now back to to, to to face masks, back to um, staggered breakfasts and lunches. Um, we have to be careful about the amount of contact we have in big numbers in, in, in indoor spaces. Um, on, on, on match day travel, we, we will now travel again in two coaches and when we stay over in hotels, it'll be back to single occupancy. So these are just some of the, some of the protocols that, that we're now following. But first and foremost, it's for, for everybody's safety, the players and the staff and, and also any, anybody that we, we come into contact with. So we're, we're very respectful of the virus and, and we're making sure that we make our bubble as, as safe and secure as we possibly can. Yeah, because I know that obviously part of those protocols is regular testing. And I know you've you've come out and said that some people within the organisation have tested positive. Is there any doubt over Saturday's game at this point going ahead? Well, I think we're, we're now testing t- testing daily, which is, is the right thing to do in the current circumstance. Um, like you alluded to, we have got some people in the organisation with with um that, that have been tested positive for covid and, and they're obviously following the, the the guidelines um we're we're really hopeful that the game goes ahead um weekends are not the same without football and, and christmas is certainly not the same without football so we're we're really hopeful that, that the game will go ahead but we 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 are in a situation where we don't really know what tomorrow brings and, and unfortunately that that is where we're we're at currently yeah, is it just a case of kind of preparing for every eventuality at this stage and making sure that you, you have that level of preparedness, whatever happens? I think so. I, I think we're, 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 we're used to it to some degree because obviously we've lived COVID for a long while now. Even in recent times, we've had some illness, which has been non-COVID related, but it's meant that we haven't been able to plan like we would like to. And when planning is a key part of your process, that's that can be quite debilitating. Um, and we have had to be quite adaptable and pragmatic in, in recent weeks. And like we've been saying, find 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 the solutions rather than the excuses. So I, I think we are, we're, we're well prepared in that respect. 
Um, and and yeah, we're ready to we're ready to to roll with the punches, as it were. And of course, your own form has been fantastic as well. That must be reason enough to want to avoid the game getting called off. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've worked really hard to get into a into a, a rhythm and a run of form. I think now for us in the league, we're nine unbeaten, six, six wins and three draws, um, a number of clean sheets uh, along the way. So our, our our form has been good. Um, it's given us a platform to build from, and it's you know we're making small steps in the right direction, but we are making them in the right direction. Um, we're, we're really working hard to become this high-energy, high-intensity attacking team. Um, we know exactly what we want to be, um, and we're working working really hard to become that. And we're not there yet, not by any stretch of the imagination, but we're making small steps. And Saturday provides us with another opportunity to make more progress. So, you know, we're, we're really excited about the game, and we're really hopeful that, that it's a game that will be played. The Forts Fair of Blues head coach Danny Carley speaking to Ollie Marsh via Zoom call yesterday afternoon. Of course, tomorrow's game will not be played uh, due to the positive cases within the Pompey squad. OK, I think we're going to leave it there in terms of the uh, the, the chat about the men's game. Uh, we, we've spoken about as, as much as we can uh, tomorrow's postponed fixture between Pompey and AFC Wimbledon at Plough Lane. Thank you to, to Sam Macy for that as well. He's going to be joining me after the break. But uh, Mark McGee, I'm afraid this is where we leave you, my friend, because we've got a few other guests coming on uh, when we return for part three. Mark, thank you ever so much for calling in, my friend. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, as always, mate. Uh, have a great weekend, whatever you're doing, uh, and stay safe. And, well, have a good Christmas. Same to you, Jake. It's always a pleasure, mate, and take care of yourself, buddy. All right. Thank you to Mark McGee. Like I mentioned, Sam Macy will be joining me after the break for the conclusion of tonight's edition of the Football Hour. And when we return, we'll be turning our attention to the Pompey women. And we've got Ian Chiverton going to be calling in over the phone to review the events of Wednesday's 1-0 defeat at Fratton Park to the Southampton women. And we're also going to preview Sunday's league visit of the London Bees to the Draper Tours Community Stadium. So don't go anywhere and join us again for the conclusion of tonight's show here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time this evening to Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Download their app now or you can visit their website, stagecoachbus.com for more information on timetables and routes as well and you can locate your nearest stop. Uh, One email here from Dave Byrne who says, Hi Jake, on a positive note, uh, we now potentially have one more match where Clark Robertson could be available to help improve the starting 11. Uh, Thank you to Dave and Inlis for getting in touch there. But as I mentioned before the break, this is where we branch off and we now focus on the Pompey women. It's been a big week for Jay Sadler's side, two consecutive South Coast derbies. First on Sunday when they took on Southampton at the Draper Tours Community Stadium in the FA Cup, unfortunately defeated by two goals to one after extra time. But in midweek, it was the showcase league fixture at Fratton Park. Here's how they got on here on Express FM. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoots and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. The second South Coast derby in the space of four days. Live from Fratton Park. As the ball sent forward long from kickoff to... Danielle Rowan, we are underway. Still drifting out to the right-hand side is Lane. Just checking her run and playing back Bridge. Bridge crossing towards the area. Mike dropped to Albury. Well headed away by Caitlin Morris. A crucial intervention from the Saints centre-back. It looks to me like the game's flowing in spells at the moment. Neither team are able to have extended periods of pressure. As it's given away by Parnell. And maybe Albury can get in behind the Saints-back line. Albury squares to Quail. Steps on it in the box. Spins, shoots, but fizzes it wide at the right-hand post of goalkeeper Kayla Rendell. Never really troubling Rendell, but it was good pressure from Albury to lead to that chance and play it inside to Sammy Quayle. Honours even after one half of this exciting South Coast derby clash. Nervy moments for Rendell and then equally nervy moments for Mott, who gives it away to the Blues. Albury looking for an overlapping run of McDonnell, forces a Saints clearance out behind Portsmouth corner. Fratt and Crowd finding their voice to the left-hand side. 
Quayle goes this way, then that. And finds space on the right-hand side for Albury. Back to Quayle. Quayle in the area, lining up room for a shot. But a sliding tackle covering in midfield was Parnell. Sliding it away and out behind for a Portsmouth corner game. Down the line to Albury. In midfield, it's Rosie McDonnell. McDonnell back to Albury. 25 yards from goal and still weaving away through a couple of challenges. Albury, edge of the D. Can she work room for a shot? It's Albury. It's saved by Kayla Renzel. Down to her left, but never really stretched or exerting herself. Saints with possession on the edge of the 18-yard box. Well controlled by Rude. Laid back off. Fired in towards goal. Fantastic save, Horton. But spilled back to the Saints and bundled over the line. Saints strike first in the South Coast Derby here at Fran Park and really it came from absolutely nowhere shot fired in from range towards Hannah Horton she saved well down to her right but back into the path of the Saints who somehow managed to scramble it over the line via a couple of touches off blue shirts Saints one Pompey nil as Saints are in behind the Portsmouth back line through Rude two Portsmouth centre-backs let that bounce Rude toe pokes it towards goal Horton able to dive to her left and save keeping the Blues alive in this one down the line it goes and Sophie Dennington brings tonight's game to a close. Saints silence Fratton Park as they would have dreamed of doing a second successive South Coast Derby victory for Southampton. Red and white shirts, jumping in joy, blue shirts, head in hand. Your final score, Southampton 1, Portsmouth 0. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there of Wednesday night at Fratton Park as unfortunately Jay Sadler's Pompey women were defeated by one goal to nil uh, to the Southampton women arch rivals uh, at Fratton Park. And uh, joining me now to discuss the events of Wednesday night alongside myself and Sam Macy. Delighted to welcome onto the show Ian Chiverton. Ian, first and foremost, thank you for calling in tonight. No problem, mate. Uh, let, let, let's talk about it then. Saturday, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, a 1-0 defeat, 84th minute own goal, a real, real sucker punch and something of which Jay Sadler's side totally did not deserve. Yeah, for the uh, <clears throat> second time in a week we've lost a game that we've had, you know, equal possession equal chances but you know, at the critical moments we weren't able to take our chances and to be honest you can't even say they took theirs, the goal on Wednesday night was a uh, was a fizzed cross uh, across the box. Dan Rowe, who'd been absolutely magnificent all night, running back to get back on the line, and it, it just hits the outside of her foot and, and goes over the line. So, yeah, I, I know the girls. You know, there were there were tears from some of the players after the game. You can't, for a second, doubt how much it meant to them. It it meant the absolute world to them that game, especially the Fratton Park one, and they were bitterly disappointed having competed with Southampton not to come away with with something from at least one of the games. Yeah. And of course you were part of our coverage on Sunday afternoon Chiv at the uh, Draper Tools Community Stadium in Havant uh, where Pompey again unfortunately lost to Southampton uh, 2-1 this time after extra time and that game itself was just full of controversy um, due to the nature of the goals and, and well one essentially disallowed for Pompey uh, not being adjudged to, to have crossed the line and, and even a penalty waved away as well, you can certainly say that the likes of Jay Sadler and the entire Pompey squad can certainly hold their heads very high, despite the two results. To go toe to toe with this team, with the money that, money that's been put in, with the expectation behind them to just go straight up this season, for Pompey to go head to head with them on two occasions and put in the the performances that they did, narrowly miss out on both occasions, which is frustrating still a, a great sense of pride in that yeah 100 percent. and i think um i've tried not to talk about it too much about the disparity because i don't want to you know sort of give the team excuses yeah. um you know but at the end of the day you you've got to look at what we're playing against here you've got a southampton team with a rumored two million pound budget um that is i can't even begin to tell you how much more of a budget obviously not gonna don't know the Portsmouth budgets no. but i'll tell you now it is not even a small percent of that. Um, you know, they've got their paying players, they've got full-time staff, an ex-professional um, player as a manager. You know, they are fully geared up to win promotion this year. That's what they're trying to do. Um, and, you know, if you look at some of their results this year, you know, they, they're eight nils, five nils, no, they're several, uh, what, three, four, nine nils. Mm. Um, and we've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with them over two games. And, 
you know what, full credit to the girls because, you know, Southampton, they made formation changes to match us up. They played defensively over both games. And I think that's huge, huge credit because they knew, they learned from the Hampshire Cup last year that they were going to be in for one hell of a fight in both games and they weren't going to be able to walk over us. We would simply wouldn't let that happen. And, you know, ultimately, yeah, those couple of moments in the games, um, in the first game, um, yeah, ball potentially over the line, but most definitely 100% a double handball. Um, quite how Southampton had the nerve to put the highlight of that out, yeah. which shows the double handball. Yeah. Uh, and then the Sammy Crowell penalty moments after we took the lead as well. You know, those moments, you know, turned the games and, and cost us in the first game. And it and that was literally the difference between the team, a couple of moments over both games. Yeah. Uh, and, and Sam, I know you weren't at the game on Wednesday night, but speaking on, on, on a general basis here, for the Pompey women's to go to Fratton Park, the home of Portsmouth Football Club, we know they, they play their home games at Haven's Waterlooville, but a great experience for the players, for the girls to, to get that game under the belts, play at the home, at PO4, in front of what was 1,400 Pompey fans. It's a great feeling, nonetheless. Oh, 100%. I can't even put myself in, in their position. Sort of like Ian saying that if, if not even professional footballers and they're going out playing on the Fratton Park pitch in front of a crowd of 1,400, it's, it's absolutely amazing to hear. And by all accounts, from, from what Ian's saying, they put in a really, really good performance and, and made themselves proud. So hopefully we're sort of... They can kick on and, and and move on from this, but as I say, as a, as a Pompey fan, any any Pompey team going out and with with sort of like like Ian said, the amount of money they're putting in, they've done themselves proud and 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 yeah, this is 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 a proud moment as a Pompey fan. Yeah. And speaking of moving on and, uh, and kicking on, cheers a, a game this weekend for Pompey fans to look forward to. If not tomorrow's trip to Wimbledon, which has been cancelled due to COVID, on Sunday afternoon the the Blues, uh, Jay Sadler's side, return to Wesley Park, the Draper Tools Community Stadium. They take on the London Bees uh, back in league action for Pompey and a chance to to turn things around and get back to winning ways. Yeah, so the Bees at Fratton Park, uh, for Bees at Wesley, yeah. Um, Good at, you know, both teams are very similar records this season. Um, the Bees have just come down from the from the championship, and they're to be honest, I think they struggled to find their feet in our league. It is a bit of a culture shock. It's it's a basically a two half league. You've got the top sides are very very good. Um, you know, Pompey being one of those, and um, yeah, it's going to be a tight game. And I know how I spoke to Jay yesterday. Um, he and the players are bitterly disappointed about the results against Southampton but they were overwhelmed with the level of support shown by the Pompey faithful and I honestly thank every single I'd give a fist bump to every single person who was there it meant so much to the girls and I know that they're desperate to bounce back and get three points in the league in what is their last game of the year because they don't resume their season till January no in in terms of Pompey's game on Sunday, Chiv, I know you mentioned that the London Bees have just come down from the league above and perhaps are underperforming this season in terms of where they should be. Is this a game you expect Pompey to win or is it going to be one of those matches where they're going to have to grind really hard like they have in the, in the previous two to get something out of it? Yeah, they're going to need to be a little bit cautious because Bees can obviously, you know, they're capable of scoring goals. They're not, they're not down there in the sort of the bottom zone there they're mid table with Pompey at the moment so you know I think on paper when you're looking at uh, the normal season for Pompey these are the games you're playing a team you know equal in ability to yourself but you're at home so you know we always fancy ourselves at home we have the the best strike force in the league not just my opinion statistically we've got the best strike force in the league so you've got to hope that you know we can do enough to get three points tomorrow and and I, I just hope and pray we can because the girls deserve it. It would be a, a big lift for them before Christmas. Yeah. In terms of uh, Pompey's uh, ambitions this season, Chiv, I know uh, looking at the league table now, uh, seventh in the division after Wednesday's defeat, uh, three points deducted uh, a week ago due to fielding an ineligible player in one of the previous league matches against Hounslow, which is a, a big sucker punch in itself. Is promotion still achievable when you've still got the likes of Ipswich and Southampton just kind of flying away with it as they are? Yeah, I think, like, on, let's say on paper, you know, we're sat on 16 points. League leader Ipswich played 11, won 11. 37 goal difference, 33 points. I mean, they look formidable, Ipswich, at the moment. Um, you can never say never, and I don't expect for a second the girls will give up um, on the league. They're going to keep plugging away right to the very last game. Um, 
But, you know, there's other avenues left for Pompey this season. We're still in the plate. We're in the quarterfinals. The plate is a national competition, whereas we do have some local ones, but that's a national competition. So getting to the final and winning, that would be would be huge for the club. And that, you know, we're the second, I believe, the second rank, highest ranked side in it. So we one of the favourites to win that. Um, and then, of course, we've got the Hampshire Cup coming up. So a semi-final with Moneyfields and then a potential final against Bournemouth or Southampton again. So we could find ourselves playing them again. Um, so plenty to play for this season. The yeah. players will run till the last second. I promise you that. Hmm. And yeah, anything's possible. So, Chief, next game, Sunday afternoon, we mentioned the London Bees travel down to the Draper Tools Community Stadium for that one, a league fixture uh, at Haven't for that one. 2pm kickoff, if I'm right in saying? Yeah, it's 2pm, yeah. 2pm kickoff. Uh, tickets still available. You can head to the uh, portsmouthfc.co.uk website. You can find tickets there, and I'm sure you can purchase tickets on the day as well. Go and say uh, hello to Chiv. I'm sure he'll be there, won't you, Chiv? You'll be there. Uh, yeah, we'll be there vlogging. Please come and say hi. That'd be brilliant. Definitely, definitely. So, Chiv, thank you uh, ever so much for calling in tonight. Thank you for joining us uh, here on Pompey Live on Sunday afternoon for the game. Hopefully, we can get some more uh, under our belts uh, before the end of the season as well. Certainly, uh, a positive week on. The pit, uh, off the pitch if it certainly wasn't one uh, on the pitch in terms of the results Chiv thank you ever so much for calling in have a great weekend stay safe hopefully three points for the girls on Sunday yeah no problem thanks for having me and uh, that was Ian Chiverton there avid uh, Pompey women's supporter and vlogger of the games as well we thank uh, Ian Chiverton for calling in this evening to talk to us about Wednesday's defeat to Southampton and to preview Sunday's upcoming match against the London Bees at Wesley Park that is a two o'clock kickoff, and uh, yeah you can go down there support the girls hopefully uh, a three points to add on to their tally this season as they bid to get back up into the promotion hunt Sam Macy thank Thank you ever so much for joining me tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure to welcome you back onto the Football Hour. Have a great weekend and uh, stay safe as well, my friend. You too, Jake. Thanks very much for having me as always. Thank you to Sam. Well, I'm afraid that is all we've got time for here on the show tonight. Once again, a big thanks to Sam Macy and Mark McGee for calling in this evening to talk about tomorrow's Pompey postponement, as well as, of course, to Ian Chiverton for calling in at the end there to react to the women's midweek defeat. Thank you to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting the Football Hour this season and cheers to you back home too for tuning in and getting in touch via the text tweets and emails. Coming up next here on Express is Connor Mosley who is back straight after the news at 7 with four hours of floor filler music. Join him up until 11 o'clock this evening. Be sure to start your Saturday off right tomorrow by joining Ian McGuinness bright and early tomorrow morning from 8 Ian has got the final Saturday breakfast show of 2021 to come on which he'll be playing a festive random top five and of course just great songs as well. Lily Park is back between 11 and 2 with a tiny quiz and guilty pleasures before Mason Jordan takes over through till 6 with more great music and news and sport updates as well. Keep an eye out on our website this weekend for more information on Tuesday's EFL Trophy fixture at Exeter. If that game is also called off, unfortunately, as will Monday's edition of the Football Hour. Stay tuned to at ExpressFM on Twitter and our website, expressfm.com, to ensure you keep up to date. Well, until the next time, Pompey fans, take care of yourselves, have a great weekend, and if this is to be the final show before Christmas, have yourselves a fantastic time. Have fun and stay safe. Good night.